0: That's perfect. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. It's a joy to be with you. My mic is on? Yes. Good. Uh, just just really, really, really happy to be here. And uh, we want to, Edie and I want to extend our great thanks to each and every one of you, to Grace Bible Church, to all of you for joining with us in reaching out to many, many people in Thailand and in Turkana and uh, we just continue to see the grace of the Lord continue to work so powerfully and uh, I just enjoy to be here today to share with you my great testimonies of the Lord that I feel he's he has done such great things and uh, Edie and I are so thankful for for all your prayers uh, your partnership with us we can't thank you enough because why we We are in the middle of something. We're not even at, I I keep thinking, Edie, we're getting to the end. But the Lord says, no, what do you mean? You're in the middle of something (laughs) here. So so I'm going to share with you today a little bit about that. But, yes, in the Fellowship Hall, we have some more pictures and things. I always have this struggle on Sunday mornings. I want to preach. an unreached tribal group. So, uh, the, the effort up there had to begin from ground zero and, uh, Edie and I were, were young. Uh, I was a little older. Edie was very young, maybe too young. No, not just young. And, and, uh, she was 23. I think I was 29 when we went to Kenya. But, um, but the Lord, the grace of the Lord, I I still go back there these days. I take a look at everything. I can go out to where we used to live. I visit the churches there. I look at all the Lord has done over the years and I'm amazed. I just say, Lord, your grace is sufficient. Your grace is more than sufficient because we're still here standing and we're alive. And yet I look out there and I go, "How how did that happen? And so part of that's what I want to share with you today. And then the great opportunity to see a, this uh, Turkana people come to know the Lord. Church is planted. People come to know him as Savior. I think more than 50% of the entire tribe now are Christians, and uh, it's spreading. And uh, we, we are just so amazed at what, how the Lord arranges these things. He truly is the Lord of the harvest. And uh, he knows how he wants to reach people in the world. And uh, we can, I'm going to share with you a story about that, but we have this other, now that ministry was over uh, for us after 14 years, we thought, and we went to Thailand and uh, the Lord led us into ministry in one of the, the, the deepest, darkest uh, cities in Southeast Asia for human trafficking. And at that time, uh, again, it was the grace of the Lord that led us there. And so, uh, to see that city transformed, to see the, the the full breakthrough that the Lord provided, and everything has been uh, just amazing grace. I mean, to 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 note the fact that in that city, um, even walking down the streets would just uh, be such a difficult thing for many of us to do spiritually. We would not do well in that place. But yet the, yet the Lord. Uh, did amazing things. People prayer walked uh, throughout, throughout that, that whole area there and prayed for the place. And then we had an amazing breakthrough when women came out of the bars as we put on a beautiful banquet for them, came to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Uh, and now many of them are, are have gone on and some are in ministry. And we get the great opportunity to be joined with them in ministry, several of those on our team are serving the Lord now in fantastic ministries, and I'm going to highlight uh, several of them to you here today. I, I, this unique opportunity just lend, leads me to Scripture that I want to share with you this morning because I feel these words are so true. They were inspiring to us at the very beginning of our ministry. And uh, Romans 10, uh, chapter, um, yeah, chapter 10, verses... Uh, I'll just begin in 13... And uh read to um yeah chapter uh, chapter ten verses thirteen through uh, through fifteen <clears throat> for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. how then can they call on the Lord unless they have in the, in in the one who they've not believed in, and how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard, and how can they hear? Without someone preaching to them, and how can they preach unless they are sent? And uh, as it is written, it is beautiful how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Um, <clears throat> this has been uh, such an amazing thing because uh, the Lord, uh, from the time that we began our ministry in Thailand. Uh, we uh, prayed, and the Lord showed us everything that we did, in other words, we prayed, and we got an ability to really see the the opportunities the Lord created. We cannot believe how He opened the doors for us to, to in that city, and so out of that, we were able to start a uh, Uh, A uh, a small church that met on Sunday afternoons. We saw many um, come through there. At one time, we had 120 people, and many of them unsaved. But they would get an opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and uh, worship the Lord. And then we give an opportunity to talk to us and share. And many of the people there had come from the same place they were, so it was a great fellowship. We called it True Friend Fellowship because of the faithfulness in the Lord. And from John chapter 15, 50, I call you friends, not, uh, I just, you know, I, we love that name. And so um, true friend fellowship went on for many years and uh, we continued to find favor. We found favor there. We found favor with the government, even of the city. And uh, again, to, to have the mayor of the city, uh, t- take a look at what we were trying to do and then open up. He says, how can I help you? Well, we, we said, Great! We have a lot of ideas. So one of them was, of course, to to open up the uh, uh, outdoor venues that were available in that city to get out there and worship the Lord and preach the gospel. And there couldn't be a more difficult place, I tell you, in anyone's mind that you would want to be able to preach the gospel. And yet we were given this opportunity by the Lord. He answered prayer. I cannot go to a government office in anywhere in the world and talk to the mayor and say we want to use your venue because we're going to preach the gospel. We're going to pray for people and we're going to worship. And is that okay? And he says, sure, go ahead. In fact, I'll be there to open up the whole event and uh, for you. And uh, we said, great. And we will pray for you, too. And so these types of things went on down through the years. Uh, also, uh, over the, over that period of time, we saw uh, an opportunity to worship the Lord. Uh, worship teams coming from all over the world, because you know that city is made up of many people from many different countries, and uh, and so we came, we brought in worship teams from churches all over the world and got an opportunity to share uh, 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 the worship of the Lord throughout different venues, outdoor venues, and then we'd gather all together in one place. And have one grand finale event and then give people the opportunity to receive the Lord as Savior. That's been going on now. We just uh, had the, the um, see. There's 18th year for that now and uh, in the city. And so uh, the gospel in the city of Patia has been preached. The worship has been heard by many. The favor among government leaders has been met. And, and all from the very beginning, one prayer, when we saw the condition of the people in the city, when we saw the deception and the lies of the enemy, that people had to believe that they had to sit in those bars and be chained to evil things on the earth, that this is not a picture that any one of us would ever want to see. But, the, but when you, at that moment in time, the Lord directed us to ask him, Lord, you have the answer to this, show us the way. And he has been so faithful, brothers and sisters. He has been so faithful because not only did we see the changes begin there, but he continued to direct us up to the northeast of Thailand where the source, where this all begins. A lot of the young people that come down in that city come from the northeast of Thailand, and their parents are very poor families, farming families. And uh, so we uh, uh, one of our team members moved back up there with her family. She opened up a ministry up there, a children's program and then and uh, we also started uh, to have English camps in the schools. so we get an opportunity to go face to face with the kids, be able to talk to them, explain to them what's going on and that can, that breakthrough just continued to go and now we actually are able to send uh, young people who would have not gone to school. In other words, at 15 years old the government program ends and their parents have to begin to pay for them and that's why they try to go to work in Patia. They're actually recruited to tell you the truth but we ended up having to, uh, we started a a scholarship program now. We have 13 students in it. We're going to add 10 more in in May, uh, which is the beginning of the new school year And they're uh, spread out between three schools. And our our vision that the Lord gave us is that if we would do this, it would bring influence to all the other kids that follow later that to stay in education, don't think you have to go off and earn money for your families immediately. So the Lord is showing us the way. It's not over with yet. We're still seeing. When I prayed and my wife prayed and many of our teammates prayed together, Lord, show us the way, we had no idea where he was going to lead us and how he was going to do it. But over the years, it has been that way. You know, we, we've gone into bars there. We've, uh, we've talked to people there. We've, uh, we've had worship. We worship the Lord in the bars with the people who are in those bars together. And, and, and uh, it makes everyone happy. In fact, somehow or another, they like that music so much better than the music that the band is playing. They say, "Can you stay here? We like this music." What is this music? We say, it's "God music," you know, and they they, they love it. So it gives. Um, it's just amazing that in this place you would not find a resistance that would be stronger than, than this. But yet the Lord provided the breakthrough. The Lord is the one who opened up the way he is truly the Lord of the harvest. And so I wanted to share with you just a couple of testimonies, and I'm going to share a little bit about uh, Turkana as well. And I have a lot of detail, (laughs) like, like uh, uh, Sam was saying, we can share maybe in the uh, fellowship hall and we have a few more pictures and so forth. But one of the 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 women uh, that i wanted to share with you about is a woman named phone who came out of the bars and when you look through this uh, scripture how can they call upon the one whom they've not believed in and how can they how can they believe in the one whom they've not heard phone was in the bar she came out during the banquets she heard the name of the lord she heard the gospel message but she tells us now now this is uh, so many years later And she's been through a whole rehab program. She's a mighty warrior for the Lord right now. And she she remembers back. She said, Randy, she says, the thing that convinced me the most was in the True Friend Fellowship one Sunday. And I don't remember that day. But one Sunday she said, you preached on the woman at the well. And I heard that. And I came home went home and read it again. And I've read it again and again throughout the years. And that is what convinced me that what i needed to believe in was jesus christ is true that he is the he is the true messiah that he is the the lord and because of that he knew everything about me just like the in the in the story and she said from there on in it was done i i was convinced i needed i'm not 50% christian or 60% christian i'm 100% and she went on to serve the lord today phone is in the city of Patia, right in the middle of the bar area. She has opened up her own little beauty shop there. She goes and rescues women out of those bars and gets them involved and teaches and trains them herself. This is all initiated and started on her own. Bless the Lord. He knows what he's doing. Who better to tell those women about the Lord than one who sat there? You see, better than any of us could do. So the Lord's strategy continues on we just get the joy of hearing these testimonies that come from these uh these uh, different people that were caught up in this industry and and what goes on in that city. Honestly, I just want to tell you that that, that, that city is changing, that the, that it is not the same as it was in the late 90s or even in the last decade, that it is turning uh, much, much different to what it was intended to be. We feel that this place was to be a vacation place for, for uh, Thai people, families to come down and enjoy. Instead, that right now they've had to go to farther away beaches because they don't like what they see in this city but it is changing and now new things are coming and we've had a, uh, a mayor come uh, for a while apparently he was kind of opposing so the lord removed him and put another mayor back in that, and we did have we lord you're you're the you're the one this is your ministry here and so we've been able to to continue on with uh, with all our efforts there Phone continues to be a, a mighty, mighty uh, soul winner uh, for Jesus. And there, have, there are several others uh, like that there. Also, uh, Tom, I know that, uh, uh, you know, when uh, Sam and, and uh, uh, the Converses came out and Mario, and we had a, a really wonderful, uh, we have a wonderful young couple named Tom, Tom and Jing, Jing, uh, Tom comes from the very northeastern uh, part of, King, uh, of Thailand, uh, right on the Laotian border. Uh, Tom has been uh, doing amazing things for God. Another one who the Lord has brought to us because him, him and Jing do the most excellent job at reaching out to children at risk in the city. Another aspect that we never thought or intended we'd be involved in at all. And uh, yet, the Lord the Lord directed us uh, several years ago to open up a children's center. Again, once again, we're just following what He shows us to do. Uh, and uh, and and we immediately had an outreach to children. Um, we we also have an outreach to homeless, uh, HIV positive people who are also on drugs, and they kind of live, you know, in the the slums or forested area of Pattaya a little bit. They're not. They've kind of been rejected. They used to be on the beach, but now they've moved up into a little forested hillside. And so our team gets out there to reach out to them. And again, a strategy is born again. And God brought us a, a wonderful woman who also used to be in the bars named Somjet. And Somjet is a, also HIV positive, but she goes and helps. Every week she takes food, she takes the gospel message, she tells, helps them to get, to get medicine because she takes that and she has to actually help them to get rides to go and get medicine. So everything along the way has been like this, that not so much about what our plan was or our strategy, but what the Lord continued to open up to us. It's almost an amazing place to be, to be able to stand and watch him work through us and through our team when we goes past what we think we're right about doing sometimes he he overwhelms us uh, really with uh, with the great things uh, like this that we cannot see so we're excited about the future we believe very much that God is going to continue uh, this road we um, uh, opened up our true friend fellowship after closing it for a while and uh uh, we have a, had a great opportunity to reach out again. We've got a nice hotel uh, chosen there that's uh, really good. We're, we've shut it for, the, for just for the, the rest of the year now, but we're going to open it up again. Uh, we're going to have a Thai church involved, our own team involved, and another ministry in the city of Patti involved right in the bars so that every afternoon we can send people out uh, on Saturdays. They can go and invite people and come in, and then we get an opportunity to, to share God's love with them without having to go far. So we're, we're very uh, very thankful for all of these things. Now, uh, Tom, as uh, is, is I said when we opened this up, I said, Tom, you know something? You, you've always been an interpreter now, and, and, uh, and you've interpreted for me and others who've come to speak, but how about you? Can you share the gospel? You've been a Christian a long time. And I'll tell you, I've never heard somebody preach the gospel better then he did. He just suddenly came alive. I couldn't believe it. And I said, Tom, you're on every Sunday. <laughs> uh, that, that's it. You've done, done so well that uh, you're going to be there every Sunday. So, so he's doing great. And uh, uh, he's got such a heart. He's led many family members uh, to the Lord where he lives up on the laotian uh, uh, Thai border, up in a small village up there. And uh, hopefully we'll see a church plan up there in the days ahead. We're very excited about that as a possibility. And Tom and Jing are just doing great. They're expanding outreach. Now we're going to uh, reach out to Cambodian children whose parents have come to do construction work in the city. And uh, the children are kind of in this uh, uh, slum area where they are housed. And the parents go off for the day, and the kids are not allowed to go to Thai school. So we've got kids of all ages there. And so we've been able to... Uh, uh, Tom, worked on, Tom and Jean worked on this to be able to open up a, a ministry several days a week to get in there and and begin to um, uh, reach out to these children and their families. And uh, even now their families are also interested in the gospel. So one of the Thai pastors in that city opened up a small church and he already has 20 people. So <laughs> praise the Lord. So I don't even worry anymore <laughs> about how that city is going to be reached. I see... The Lord has reached the city. The Lord is going to continue to do it, and he's going to continue to be faithful to his people. And we're very excited about that. Well, one of the, one of the questions that, that always I know, um, as I was sharing with you today, about how, Randy, do you go to an unreached tribal group, even as much as you saw the Lord work in Thailand. Years ago, when you go to an unreached tribal group and you're young and they're not literate and they don't know how to read, and how... How does it all begin? How does the Lord work? and I, I just you know I never really uh, thought about that so much as when I was there because we were busy learning language and all of these things, but then naturally we began to see what the issues were and we and together uh, decided well, there has to be a, a, a method for them to remember the gospel as we were sharing good news, we had our first baptisms, we had fourteen people and then uh, three years later we had uh, had eighty four people come for baptisms representing about ten villages so uh, one of those villages is uh, is one where we currently have some work going on there and i 'll share that with you in a bit but um, uh, how does that work well one of the one of the ways is is that you know we had to really see uh, uh, what the people really believed in and to understand what, what their mindset is. So they believed in a creator God, but they didn't know how to reach him. They're, they have these uh, 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 stories that they tell down through the generations, and one of them is about God. And I said, well, tell me about that one. What's that one like? And they said, well, Randy, when, when, <clears throat> when, um, when God came, uh, the people were frightened. So they all got together and got a big stick and they beat him back to heaven. <laughs> and, oh, great! That's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and since since then we haven't been uh, <laughs> seeing much of him, and because uh, I I would question them about. The things that they do, they take their sandals off, they throw them on the ground, they watch the way they lay, and that's going to tell them where to graze their animals. They have all these different things. They tie sheep fat, you know, up and roar it around their neck. I don't know. Wearing sheep fat around your neck is not a good idea. I wouldn't do it. Um, Smells pretty bad. And uh, But it, it was their way of protection. You know, everything had a reason. Everything meant something. These were all purposed because there was a need inside to, against what you face living in this world. Everything from, from, you know, sickness, disease, you know, living food. I mean, the Turkana are experts at living out in the desert and uh, with very little food and water. So all these things were, were the spiritual part. Of the of this, and so when we began to share about Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that He came to so you would know who God is, so you know the Father, you know you know the Son, you know the Father, and the, you know the Father, you know the Son, and began to share with them, then they became very very interested. Um, we felt that that was one of the the main things that really. Uh, convinced them was that God actually, you may have beat him back to heaven, but he wasn't finished with you yet. He sent his son, (laughs) so you wouldn't do that again, (laughs) and and that he could come, and you get to know him as your Lord and Savior, and uh, um, that made sense to them. Baptism was really, really important to them, and you have to understand that baptism in Turkana is a big deal because uh, they don't go underwater ever in their whole life. And so, uh, there's this big lake there, but even there, the nomadic people, they don't go to the lake. They don't have anything to do with it. There's crocodiles in the water. You can't drink it. So they usually stay far away from it. But for our first baptisms were quite interesting. Um, you know, those 14 people, this was a very exciting day. And, uh, we went out there to the, the lake because there was water, you know, and, uh, and, you know, we didn't know a lot of language in that day. We were using interpreter. I don't think we were listening real well, but we just thought, you know, let's get this over with. This is going to be fun. So uh, I just marched out there in this knee-deep water. It was great, you know. Let's get out to where it's waist-deep so the baptisms can go easier. And, and I turned behind me, and I saw all the Turkana back there holding hands. And, you and know, and like 14 people holding hands, walking behind me very slowly and cautiously and looking around, you know, and I said, come on, come on, it's, come on out here, you know, and they were going very slow, they got out there, had wonderful baptisms, we got back to the shore, everybody was so thankful, and they, <clears throat> they said, why, why, why did it take so long for you to come out here, and they said, Randy, do you see those out there, look out there, I said, yeah, those logs, the wood out there, yeah, I see it, they said, no, those aren't wood, that's crocodiles, <laughs> and, and, and and, oh, my goodness, I thought, uh, no wonder. Yeah, okay, we won't do this again. We're very far away from us. And so, yeah, they ran back in after they were baptized. And I walked slowly. I couldn't figure it out. Go slowly out, run back. And uh, so, anyway... You learn a lot of things. The people will always teach you what you don't know. It just takes time and communication, and uh, and that's uh, communication has been the heart of of everything that we do there. So we 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 prayed together with them. We learned their language very well. It's the language we speak the, the best, and we had great great times over the years in uh, in sp- uh, seeing the gospel spread throughout the land. Those um, the sons now uh, of those. Uh, uh, families are. We were on our third generation now. Some of the older men who were first baptized have passed away now. And uh, their sons are there leading the church, many of them. And uh, we have about 50 churches out there now, both small, pretty small, but village churches out in that area, uh, region. And um, it's just amazing, uh, once again, to see. When we left, there was only seven churches, and we left kind of on a difficult time because there was a huge famine in the land. And we spent our whole last year just uh, delivering famine relief food to everyone there. But it was so good to be able to come back over the years and encourage the churches, see the pastors, see how the church has grown. Many different churches throughout the region now have come up and uh, uh, how the Lord is working in that way. The, someone said, well, Randy, that's really good, but how did you really get started there? I mean, you can't just go to a place and go out there and just meet people. And I said, you're absolutely right. It was not like that at all. In fact, there was an amazing thing that happened that, that we haven't shared with too many people because it's quite, it's quite interesting. But this is the an amazing time now. We're in almost our 40th year. This 40 years ago that this event happened in that area. And I'm going to share with you about it now. This, um, we were in uh, Pasadena at the time preparing to go. I'd finished school um, and uh, we were to get married uh, in. Uh, we got married in 1978, so our anniversary was October last month, 40 years. And uh, we we had an opportunity uh, before, right before we were married, we got a call on the phone, and it was from uh, somebody in World Vision. And uh, uh, actually, we knew their son and, and daughter, but he or their their father called us. and said, "Randy, we I hear that you and Edie are praying about going to Turkana." And uh, did you know that there is a a Kenyan man who is at Biola University right now studying for his degree, and he has been up to that area. He has actually led a traditional Turkana diviner to the Lord. And uh, would you like to talk to him? I said, absolutely, yes, because we were praying whether that's where we should go or not. So we went to see him. When we met him there at Biola University, his first words beyond just the first greetings were this, you must go to Turkana. You must meet this man. You must share the gospel with him, and you must continue to disciple him. He will open the door to the whole area up there. Those were his words to us, so needless to say, we went back to our our mission, who was deciding on where we where we would go, and we told them all about that and they said they said yes, yes you you, you, you guys go to Turkana then and and so we we went there um, so the real story is about how this all happened was is that uh, this man at Biola University his name was Bidan Mbugwa so Mbugwa was studying in college in Nairobi and he went up there to do his research paper and when he got up there he was researching about traditional religion among the Turkana and uh, he met a woman in the town who was begging from him and uh, he gave her a bag of flour. And he asked her, he said, do you know any traditional Turkana diviners that live in this city or in this little town here or whatever? He says, look, why don't you just give me a ride back to my place and you can meet my husband. Little did he know when he got there, he was going to meet a traditional Turkana diviner named Nangudia. And uh, when Nangudia saw him, he welcomed him, uh, Bidan shared the gospel with him in that one trip, and he on that day he believed, and and everyone was like, "Wow, that's amazing! How could that happen?" Well, Nagudia shared one other thing with him, and he also shared it with me some years later. He said, "Randy, <clears throat> what you don't know is that the night before Mbugwa came, I had a dream, and in that dream, I was to there was I was to receive a visitor who was going to come." And what he had to share, I had to believe in. I had to trust that this was from God himself, you know. And so the Lord had prepared the way far beyond uh, our imaginations. Otherwise, I don't even think Mbogwa would have been able to share the gospel with him. The interesting thing is, is I never had really any more contact with Mbogwa after that initial meeting at uh, Biola University some 40 years ago. So I'm in Kenya next, last month, October, in Nairobi, preparing to go up to, to, the, to, uh, to our area there. And uh, I get a phone call, and it's in Bugwa. And he said, Randy, do you remember me? I said, yes, but it's been 40 years. <laughs> and he, he says, yes, I know. It's been a long time. I'd heard about him because I know he had, he had, he had been in, uh, opened up a newspaper or worked as an editor in a newspaper and different things, but I had never, ever made contact with him and he said he recounted all the same story and he said Randy I want to go up there now I want to go up he couldn't go on this trip but he said next time you come we're going to go up together and uh, see everyone and see see what the Lord has done it's amazing uh, the way the Lord works we could have never ever planned something like that and uh, again once again the the Lord had prepared the way opened the door for the gospel for these people to hear uh, and we up there, by the grace of God, were able to, to 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 be involved in all of these things. So remembering back how salvation has come to a people, well, all of our difficulties weren't just that. I mean, we also had problems too uh, sharing the gospel with them. Uh, you know, they're again, they're not a, a literate people. So there is there is have to be um, you know literacy training was coming, but that wasn't exactly what we were prepared to do. So a, develop, a system was developed, and I think I can put it on the screen here, of uh, a way for them to remember the, uh, the gospel. I don't know how well you can see that, but, but uh, they call it the eleven Brands. Actually, they, uh, the, the missionaries who came after us added one more, which is fine now. It's called 11, 11 Brands. We called it ten when we were there. But uh, it was a method of them being able to draw something in the sand so that they could remember the, the, the things you needed to remember about the gospel, while they were yet not able to read the gospel. And we used many different methods. We had tape recorders with scripture going around, and you had to hold the tape recorders and turn them you know forever and ever, and you'd hear the gospel, and then they'd break. And then the Turkana, who didn't know how to fix them, used the best thing that they knew how to fix them. And they put oil. On them and covered them with oil and uh, hoping that that because that's what they use for their methods of healing something that breaks down (laughs) but anyway uh, so this was even better in some ways initially uh, for the gospel so so the first sign was a cross and meant to believe in Jesus Uh, the next one was a kind of a half circle repent of your sins Uh, a little square thing. That was to be baptized. Later on, we had to actually dig in the sand. We had to put plastic in, and we had to pour water in, and then we baptized 80 people in the same water. It was not nice. Anyway, um, and then, fortunately, those days are gone, and then um, uh, a circle is for uh, remembering the Lord's Supper. And then the ear, a uh, picture of an ear there. You can't see it very well. It's very, very small. Maybe you can uh, hear the word of God. And then uh, kneeling, kneel to pray, remember to pray to God. Uh, a straight line, show others the way. Uh, a hand, picture of a hand, love others. Uh, a bird, <laughs> like a dove, like a dove. Let, let the Holy Spirit lead your life. And then a, a basket with little handles on, bring an offering to the Lord. So these things uh, spread throughout all the villages, and uh, the, the the elders loved this because this is something. And many of them, on their walking sticks and on their little the stools they sit on, they carved these little symbols in, into that, and they became the best evangelists initially to spread the gospel. They said, "This is about." the gospel message right here and this is how I'm going to be able to remember 10 different things that I need to know. The last one there is, uh, yes, uh, you know, go to church, you know, (laughs) attend church. So um, this was was something that was developed not by us, but by another uh, missionary who came out and uh, who had had many years of experience in Ethiopia, came and lived out there uh, with us for about two months. And over that period of time, he worked with us on trying to develop this uh, this system that uh, really helped to lead into it later on years later we opened up literacy training and and finally now we have our own Bible Turkana. all of this came came later and um, and now the we have the New Testament we have Bible school up there now and many 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 uh, uh, people under there with a good understanding of the gospel they also also, at the beginning stages, when you're into a new area like that, song spreads the gospel, worship song. Well, what were we going to worship the Lord with in Turkana? What were we going to do? Uh, we, you know, it was one thing to pray. That's wonderful. One thing to have the, the word, even as simple as it was. But, but worship, what were we going to do about worship? And um, <clears throat> so, the Lord gave me an idea that um, um, we would uh, record their traditional songs, but then we would put Christian words to them. So I, w- I asked, where is the song leader? Well, they have in in this particular clan, they have one man who leads all the wedding songs and all the different songs that they use for their traditional religion. And uh, so we went out there and we spent a day with him, and I recorded about 20 songs. He just sang them out and I recorded them. Then I gave them back to our First Christian family out there, and left it with them for about two weeks, three weeks. And I came back, and they had about ten songs that they had made up. They said, they told me, this song, and this song, and this song, we had cannot use that no matter if we change the words. But this one, these songs, we can change the words. And so they came up with their own songs. And again, the gospel moved forward because of this. Now, um, Edie wanted me to sing this song, but I told her I wasn't going to do it. But... I, <laughs> I don't like to sing that much, but I will. I'll just sing a little bit. This is a this is a this is an example of one song that they sing. Hey yeah kung u koriama maito, hey yakung u koriama, naito ekipei ting itakwara, kingare ekipei ki wapang ako akuja. Verse number one. <laughs> We're not going to sing anymore. <laughs> but the um, but that means that means uh, literally it says do you have a do you have an eye to see or can you not see that the devil is standing there and he is 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 has a has a spear or something like he's you're in great danger is what it means. He said refuse the devil and follow the Lord. That's what it's. That's the just the the direct interpretation of that song, and they'd sing that over and over and over again. So <clears throat> many different songs like this came came about, and uh, in all of the faraway places at nighttime, you could hear these songs being sung, and they were teaching songs as much as they were to help you know people keep their eyes focused on the Lord. So just another thing along the way. That the Lord provided that we didn't know about that we didn't have any preconceived idea of how we're going to share the gospel with an unreached people group who've never heard of the name of Jesus before um, many people uh, ask us about that there's there are still those people on the earth today I, I, I still but fewer than ever before the gospel is spreading around the world this is a wonderful thing but uh, but still, to be able to drive out to a village there on my motorcycle, and the little children just run scared to death. Then they saw me, you know, like what's this white man doing out here riding on this this machine, you know? And um, the old men up there with their sticks, you know, ready to defend their families and stuff like that. But, uh, but no, all, all at the very beginning, all at the very beginning, the Lord had prepared the way, had repaired a family that would re- be able to receive uh, salvation, that would, that would be faithful to keep the, the, the gospel. And influence was, was very important to Nangodiyah, who the Lord chose, who gave the dream to, who arranged all for this meeting that, that took place. Uh, comes from uh, a very influential family in all of the region. His father had 20 wives and his uh, 10 of them uh, became div- uh, t- 20 wives, 10 of, her, 10 of the sons of these uh, wives were became diviners and Nagadiyah is the second to the youngest and so uh, the diviner in that particular place isn't necessarily regarded by the people as an evil man He's regarded as somebody who who can tell you stuff you need to know. You know, <laughs> so many people would go, and he'd have dreams or whatever, and he'd tell them, you know, things like this. So, so in their mind, he wasn't an evil man, but but yet, um, you know, they they were well known in the area, and so there's no way the gospel can spread by just reaching one family unless that family is a family of influence and they had such influence in the area that people trusted them so for us it just meant at the beginning stages is just to go with him on the back of my motorcycle which is a little challenging out to the villages where they lived and uh, and then he would introduce us get to know the people and then he would share with them what we're there for and uh, again, that took some time still, but again, because of the the level of trust and family and so forth, they were able to trust in the Lord, even though they only knew maybe these ten symbols at the beginning, were able to trust in the Lord and believe in him and be saved and be baptized. So, so we bless the Lord. We thank the Lord for all his goodness. We just stand at this unique place in our ministry where it helps to propel us forward. We have... Randy, people say, Randy, you're crazy. Your faith is too much. And I said, I can't help my faith being too much because I know this from back here. And it's true. Uh, uh, You know, I just see it, see something, like up in the schools in the Northeast. Well, of course, let's go to the schools in the Northeast. Let's tell all the children. Let's try to get as many, many teams out as we can, and we're going to go up there, and we're going to spread the word. You know, now, after we've been doing this for four years now, four years or five, five, five years now, we've been going to the schools up there, uh, different schools throughout the district, and the this last year was the best year for the school leadership to give us freedom to preach the gospel to the children, to share openly with the children. In fact, this last time we were there that... Um, the 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 headmaster of the school was there sitting with me and all of his teachers and he was looking at our team that was there having this children's program and they were so happy and they were just smiling and looking at him and he you know he's he was saying, Randy, can you just stay? Do you have to go? Why two days is not enough, you know. Can you stay for longer? And he says he says, Yes, tell your team to tell tell your team to tell all the children about your belief about Jesus, you know, and so forth and and, I, you know, I almost felt him saying, what, what do I need to do, you know, to be saved? It's like, it's like you almost hear this uh, coming from them, that they're in this place where they're seeing and witnessing the goodness of the Lord and uh, seeing the way that the the team reacts with it, and seeing the joy, the everlasting joy that's on their face. And so <clears throat> I, uh, I, love the, uh, I love the Scripture in Matthew 28. Uh, just want to read that to you, and then we'll uh, close. But... Um, Matthew 28 has always been a very inspirational scripture to me. 28:19, 28, 19, many, you all know this. Um, Jesus says, 28:18. <clears throat> 18, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age. This is this is what we have told our team in, in Thailand all along that you're now serving right here in Pattaya. You're involved in awesome ministries. You're going to bars. You're going to serve children. You are, you are an amazing choice. To, of the lord to be out there as a minister of the gospel but we kept sharing this with him all the time that that this is not your end this is not the final thing you're going to do you're going to continue to move forward with your ministry you are going to open up things for the lord and we always try to see that that uh, if we're going to see the gospel spread we can't be seeing that just it has to end with the people that are serving with us, that this is really something they're going to do themselves, they're going to go forward with in the future. And so we have this great joy of one of our team members named O, who is now, uh, this year, has gone to Nepal as a missionary. And um, O's history is, is uh, very similar. Uh, we started um, with uh, O, came out of the bars in 2000 and four during the banquet that we put on and uh, she has continued to grow in the Lord and serve the Lord. She's been with us now for uh, five years. Before that, she was in a rehab ministry called Tamar. It's a wonderful ministry for women right out of the bars and then she she came out and and joined our ministry and we got her involved in, in that. And so now always up in Nepal. And when she got up there, she's brokenhearted to see that things aren't so good there, especially among children and also young women. Uh, So she's doing pregnancy crisis uh, ministry up there now, opening that up. And she's also helping with children's programs up there. Um, We're just blessed to see the goodness of the Lord, to be able to see someone who's come from one very difficult place in her life. She... I I cannot tell you how difficult her life was up until the time she received Jesus. There were so many bad things in her past. But to come from there and to go all the way to Nepal now, on her own, I mean, we helped in every way. We assisted. We helped her get a board, tie board, to help oversee her work and everything. And she came up with her own name and all of these things. And she's up there now serving the Lord. Uh, and uh, we're just so excited to see what the Lord would do. We know that for everyone that, uh, that, he, that is, has been involved in this ministry, that the Lord has more to go. When he said that he would do it, he's doing it. He, has not, he is so faithful to keep everything that he promises. If we don't see it in our day, others will see it. We know it's going in a direction. Let us pray. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for your goodness and grace to us all, Lord. And we thank you, Father, for your great love for Thailand, Father, for Padia, Father, for all the people therein, Father, men, women, and children, Lord, coming from all over, Father. You love every one of them, Lord. And we thank you, Father, for the Turkana, Lord. We thank you, Father, for those families and what it's going to mean for even... The future father for reaching up into Sudan father that that missionaries will be sent from from even there Lord and go up and share the gospel with unreached people groups even further north so we thank you father for your goodness and grace father by your grace we are saved and we thank you father that you have salvation for people on the earth yet who have not heard you we pray now in Jesus name Lord that you will find the way to get the good news out to all nations, Father, all people groups, Father, all those who have not heard and understood the love of your Son. And we pray, Father, for even those difficult countries, Lord, that even seem impossible to us, Lord, how would we ever send missionaries to a place like that? But yet, Lord, you are faithful to find the way. You are the Lord of the harvest. Thank you, Father, for your great love for all of us now. In Jesus' name, amen.